Happy New Year, beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of the Bibliophile Hour. I'm your host slash cousin, Erica the Bibliophile. And this book is She Gave Her All to the Hood's Finest, part one. This is a five-part series. And this is the beginning of a challenge I made up for myself where I'm going to read a book a day, you know, take notes, record an episode, and try to release one every single day of the month of January. There's no, like, purpose or anything like that. This isn't a challenge created by anyone else. I did it for myself just to motivate myself. And I just want to see how far along I'll get. So far, I have, like, 12 books lined up and ready to go. And I think I can do it. So let's get started with the first book of the series. Free me from such a noisy house. Okay, guys. So the first book, let's see. It starts with a flashback. And we are introduced to Kamara, who is our main character, who is sitting in the car with her boyfriend at the time, Driz. They're, they just came from eating, so they're just sitting in the car chilling outside of her house. Kamara's 21. She currently lives with her father. And they don't have, like, a, what, a good relationship or a real relationship, you could say. He treats her more so like a roommate than his child. And Kamara and Driz, like, they start making out. Then someone opens the driver's side door because she was sitting in the passenger seat but then she climbed over to sit in his lap and they start kissing and then someone opens the door they yank her out and then they shoot Driz in the head twice so there were two men one was holding her and the other shot Driz the two men run off you know just leaving Kamara to have just seen her boyfriend's head blown wide open and her dad hearing the noise you know runs outside and when he sees Driz he calls the police then he tells Kamara that she has to move back with her mom or be homeless because he can't have this type of drama in his life and he tells her you know I told you from the beginning there was only two options um to come from Driz doing selling drugs he was either going to go to jail or end up dead. He ended up dead. And she tries to plead her case, you know, like, no, please, we can work this out. I don't want to move back with mom because her relationship with both parents, neither one is good. And he slaps her, you know, like to get her away from him, which is so messed up. It's just like, you could just said no, you didn't have to touch her. So now we're in the present and Kamara is now at a doctor's appointment getting a checkup to make a to make sure excuse me that she can still have babies because she recently miscarried at four months which I'm sure is hard and devastated her of course and her current boyfriend of three years his name is Prince he's in the car waiting for her and like when she gets in the car, he's agitated that it took so long. Which, excuse me, I just miscarried our baby and you're mad that you, you didn't even come in with me. You sat in the car and then when I get in the car, you're complaining about how long it took me? 
there's no way I would still be with him. And as soon as you said something about me taking so long, I might just start fighting you in this car. Like, are you serious right now? And so he threatened, like, I almost left you. I'm like, you would have left me? Okay, cool. That That's cool. They met a year after her having to move back with her mom. And Prince is a singer. How ironic, right? Um, who pursued her and treated her so nicely in the beginning. Don't they always, girl? That's how they get you. After he got his record deal. Oh, excuse me, y'all. <laughs> um, he changed. And now he's constantly cheating on her with groupies. Which I don't get. It's like you went through all this work to get me. Now that you got me and you got a little money. Now you want to switch up? How does that make sense in anybody's mind? It's like you got a person who was down with you when you had nothing. So that means they really wanted you. As soon as you get money, you see all these people coming around. Does that, oh, excuse me. Does that not click in your mind like they're only here for the money? So you start shitting on the people that really got your back just for you being who you are instead of what you got. And so I'm assuming she tried to leave at one. Well, I'm not going to assume. She did try to leave at one point, but he threatened to kill her if she ever left. So one time she did attempt to leave, but then she's held at gunpoint in an alley by some random person until she promises to go back to Prince. Which I do not get. Because it's just like, what? If somebody puts a gun in my face in an alley and says, I'm not going to let you go until you agree to go back to this man. Shoot me. You might as well just shoot me. Because there's no way. Like, you're holding me at gunpoint to be in a relationship with somebody. And the fact that your dumb ass actually paid somebody to do this. You want to cheat. You want to have all these women. Go do that. Why are you... So focused on still keeping me here and keeping me miserable because it's not love. It's just I said I was done first and you have a problem with that. So she asked him to take her to this favorite Chinese restaurant that she has. And he's in his fancy little car. So he's like, you know, I'm not driving my nice car over to that ratchet neighborhood. But she stays in the hood, though. He stays in the nice neighborhood because you know he's a singer he has money she doesn't though like she's still in the hood with her mom and so she's like okay fine either just drop me off at the restaurant and I can find a way back or just take me home and I'll go get my own car and I'll go get myself something to eat so it's like regardless I'm getting something to eat you can either drop me off or not but at this point I'm just ready to be away from you which that would have been the last time me and Prince ever spoke. Because ain't no way. But he takes her and then, like, when they're there, he gets an attitude. Like, man, come on. And it's just like, really? I never get that. It's like, why do people, because I was going to say women, but it's not always women. It's just like people. Why do y'all stay in relationships when people openly treat you like garbage? They're not even trying to hide it. Like, you're upset about taking me to go get something to eat after I'm going to check to make sure I can have kids because of a miscarriage. Like, I just lost my baby, and I'm asking you for food, and it's a problem? Okay. And so, when they get inside the restaurant, you know, they're standing in line waiting to get their food. 
And she notices a fine, fine man walking. And he is described as having deep caramel skin, nicely trimmed facial hair, brown eyes, and he's covered in tattoos, even on his face. And this, for a moment, reminded me of August Alcina. That's who I put in my mind, but I'm pulling over real quick from the story. One, uh, it's not up anymore, but on Tumblr, um, Siobhan Latrice, who is the author of the book, she did a Valentine's Day like special story for this couple. But the person she showed, like her idea of who this guy is, is P&B Rock. And I was just like, eh, I'd rather prefer August Alcina. So that's who I'm going with. Um... And he's 6'3", not too much muscle, nor too skinny, which I'm going to pull over again because <laughs> if you have ever seen P&B Rock, that man ain't nothing but skin and bones. There's no muscle on his body whatsoever. It's the same for uh, August Alcino, but, you know, I would just prefer August Alcino. <laughs> uh, so he sees Kamara this guy and he tells her that her ass is fat and she has a pretty face he has a woman with her i mean with him excuse me and she is obviously upset when he says that and kamara does not respond but he says you ain't gonna say shit i just complimented you and prince tries to step in and say like hey yo this my girl don't be talking to her like that but fine man quickly shuts him down and like, you know, be happy that I didn't take your girl and bend her over in front of you. And it's just like, so you just gonna let him hold you like that. And he did. Like Prince, he do all that stuff to Kamara, but he really soft. It's like, you can do this to a woman, but you won't say nothing to a man. And Prince leaves her inside alone and goes back out to the car. And when she makes it back to the car, they get into an argument about the mystery guy and Prince's fans. Because she's like, you know, I don't say nothing when your fans be disrespecting me, but you got a pro And I'm like, because he says, you just going to let him. It's like, no, you just going to let him say that to you? You could have stood up for yourself. What am I going to I'm a woman. You expect me to defend both of us? That's another <laughs> I want to say around this long, but the fact, like, let's say we do make it to this point, it's really over after that because there's no way. So he slaps her and she, he tries to apologize, but she tells him, you know, just take me home. Just take me home. And later she's on the friend with her best friend, Isis, and is telling her everything that happened when she hears in Isis background, her boyfriend, Jeff say hang up the phone bitch and the line you know goes dead so Kamara rushes over there because you know like this is my best friend and you tell her to hang up the phone and the line just go dead like that no what's going on over here and they're arguing and she's trying to have Isis back you know like don't be talking to my friend like that you know whoop de trying to be there for her friend and Isis is holding her back and they exchange words where Kamara tells him, fuck you. And he says, yeah, fuck me. And maybe y'all can be even. 
And Isis is still trying to get her to leave. But, of course, Kamari, she's like, you know, you're my friend. No, I'm not leaving you alone with him. And Jeff drops the bomb. You hurry up and leave before you get your feelings hurt. I'm sure you don't want to hear how your bestie has been fucking your man and is pregnant by him. And it's just like, you know, drops bomb. Because <laughs> it's like, what? And it's just like, what? I would be stuck. Because I'm just like, what? And Isis' only remark is, it's more to it than you think. So it's just like, you ain't even trying to deny it. The only thing you're going to tell me is more to it than what you think. And she was looking at her at one point, you know, because she was still trying to get her to leave. And Kamara's like, no, what you need to be doing is telling me it's not true. But then she just tells her, you know, it's more to this than what you think. So, of course, Kamara punches her a few times, which I would have too. And now at this point, Jeff tries to pull her off of her. But she needs him and then leaves. And our mystery man's name is Tony Wacko. He is in his car getting head from the female that was with him in the restaurant. He has been messing with her for about four years. But to him, you know, it's just sex. It's not a relationship. But of course, in Joy's mind, it's something completely different. This is her man. She's the main chick. Which I don't understand how because I'm just going to put it out there before we even start. Because, of course, I've read the series. Tony is an asshole. I don't even see why anybody would want to be with him. But some women love that asshole type of guy. So they're cool with it. But I could never be with somebody like this. He is terrible. And so, you know, right now his occupation, he is a drug dealer. But only to people, well, not only, but his main clientele is people in the industry. And he has money saved, and he plans to become a record executive. He meets up with his friends. Um, I want to say Eden, and I hope that's right. Eden is a rapper, and then there's Cornell Abel and Raheem, who is Eden's producer. Kamara is getting ingredients together for her skincare which she is currently selling on Instagram and she's working on her brand whipped by Kamara, which is body butters and I think oils and skincare stuff. So, you know, just to keep your body clean and all that type of stuff and smooth. She works in a skincare spa in the daytime. So these two could really go hand in hand. But of course, you, like I'm sure the spa already has lines that they're selling you know skincare lines but the fact that she works in a spa and is working on her own stuff it's really perfect so she does that in the daytime and then at night she works in club dose so it's like the um what is that called i can't remember what it's called right off the top of my head right now but if you know the ll cool j video they're doing it and then and pose angel's job you know where the curtain opens after you put money in the machine and then closes after a certain amount of time that that's what she does and her mom is a lesbian or at least bisexual but she has a girlfriend bobby who is a stud and she's always making passes at her 
Kamara leaves to go to the store and on her way back, she's almost robbed. But Tony is there and he, quote unquote, rescues her. <clears throat> and they have a conversation. Tony makes her, takes her back, not makes her, sorry, takes her back to his place. But when he realizes that she's not going to have sex with him, he takes her home. But she told him that from the very beginning. Like, I don't know you. Why would I just have sex with you? And it's like, there's nothing wrong with people who do that, but for that's not everybody's vibe. So it's just like, we just met. Yeah, you fine, but we not finna do nothing. And so t Tony is woken up from um, his sister, his stepsister, Riel, giving him head, which I don't understand how she has keys to his house. And it's, that is, that's rapey. It's like, I don't want to wake up just with your mouth on me. Especially if we not in a relationship like that. And it's like, this is your stepsister. That's just nasty. Because that's too close to home. And it's like, anything with sister, relative, whatever, it's it's creepy. Um, But they met before Tony's dad met Brielle's mom and got married. So even after the parents were married... They were still messing around, which is still creepy to me. So, and Brielle is another girl who feels as if she has some type of claim or bond with him when it's nothing but sex. And I've never understood that either. This is coming from somebody who really doesn't have that much interaction with people. But if it's only sex, how do you feel some type of emotional bond, claim? You know what I mean? Especially when people are telling you something different. You have to listen to the words that they're saying. But yeah, in her mind, you know, they it's something special between them. And it's not. Because he never treats her nice. Like, he doesn't say anything nice. Doesn't give her anything. It's literally just sex. And that's it. He kicks her out. And then he goes to meet with a realtor to purchase a building for his studio. A few days later, he is showing Eden... The space and he sees Kamara across the street at the nail salon so Kamara had broken things off with Prince obviously because it's like you're having a baby with my best friend and y'all been creeping around my back but she lets him talk her into coming to his show so while he while he is performing his label owner whose name is Stallion starts filling up on her and she kicks him in the nuts and takes off running so stallion chases after her and once again tony has to come to her rescue he takes her to get food and then to his studio which his label is called make a killing they eat talk you know talk about their future and their businesses and what they plan on doing and this leads to sex and Tony lets her know he is not what she needs as he drops her off. Which, of course, crushes her little feelings. Because she has a crush. I'm saying crush way too much. But, you know, she likes him. So, then when they have sex, she feels like there's something there. And he immediately, you know, let me, before you even start, this ain't going where you think it's going. And, like, a few days later, Tony invites her to the studio. But when she gets there, he has a girl in his lap. 
So she turns around to leave because it's like, you know, what did you invite me down here for if you already got a girl sitting in your lap? I'm not needed then. He chases her, but then Joyce shows up. So it's like, so you just had one in your lap and then you got this one right here. Yeah, I'm good on you. And she tries to leave again, but Joy calls her a hoe. So she punches her in the face. And Tony tells her he is going to take her on a date and they go to a drive-in movie, which I find so cute. I want to go to a drive-in movie. I just feel like that would be dope. We could sit in the car with the speaker and just watch the movie together. Because it's like you're not interrupting other people when you can talk in your car. Unlike when you're in the theater and you got people shushing you because they right next to you. You want to talk about the movie. And I'm that type of person. I want to discuss the movie as I'm watching it. I can't just sit completely silent. Anyway, so Tony is checking on his little sister, Jilly, and finds her boyfriend hiding in the closet. Now, their dad has passed away, but Jilly still stays at home with the stepmother, and Tony is paying the bills there because his sister is there. So when he finds the boyfriend hiding in the closet, he beats him up. And Tony does not like... The boyfriend's name is Vernon. Such an old name. And it automatically makes me think of a different world. But he does not like him. So every time he sees him, he beats his ass. And Jilly knows that. And I don't understand. It's like, why would you even play that game? Why would you have your boyfriend come over there? Y'all should be going somewhere else. Like his house, somebody else. Because it's like, of course, Tony can't pop up over there. But why would you bring him to your house knowing your brother could pop up at any minute and at some point your boyfriend gotta learn how to fight because if you know every time your brother see him it's on he needs to learn how to put protect himself and so jilly is 23 and she's a spoiled brat tony gives her everything she really doesn't have to work for anything and they also have a cousin carter who has a crush on joy and Tony, had, he knows that, and he repeatedly told Carter, you know, you can go for it. You can have her. I'm just having sex with her. If you want to pursue a relationship with her, please get her off my neck. Because he has no, you know, he's like, I have no ties to her, whatever. And he's also starting to develop some type of feelings for Kamara, but it's trying his hardest to fight him because, you know, he's a thug. He's used to treating these hoes however, so he can't really have feelings for this one girl. And Kamara is at the mall, and she runs into Shanice, who works for a music magazine and knows Prince. So they've ran into each other a few times. And he's outside waiting for her. They get into a fight, and he busts her nose. So she quickly cleans up and goes to Tony's studio because he told her to bring some of her skincare by. And so, so when they put out her products and, you know, she's trying to tell the women about it, nobody's really paying her any attention. So Tony pulls out his gun and makes the women purchase, like, all of her products. So she sells out right then and there. And I'm only smiling because it's just like, can you imagine... Like, hi, ladies, I'm 
here to sell you some of my beautiful skincare. I use it on myself. You can see my skin. Yeah, girl, so whatever. So last night at the club, click clack. <laughs> okay, I'll take three bottles. Like, what? There's no way that, well, it could happen, but there's no way. So, Tony and Kamara start making out. And remember, she just had the encounter with Prince where, you know, he busted her nose. She had got herself cleaned up. But while she was sitting on Tony's lap and they're, you know, talking or whatever, her nose starts bleeding again. So he's assuming, like, something is wrong with her. She's either on drugs or she has, like, HIV or AIDS or something. So he jumps up and, like, jumps on her and, you know, like, what is wrong with you? And she tells him what happened and he promises to take care of Prince, you know, that'll be the last time he put his hands on you type of situation. But it's crazy how he just went from zero to 10 that quick thinking something was wrong with her. And of course, you know, he had sex with her. So it's just like crazy. And I forgot to mention that this story is set in California, Compton, I believe, or a specific neighborhood. So the way he act is supposed to make sense and be acceptable in those parts, you know. So I just wanted to throw that out there because the way Tony act, I think in any other part of the world, he either would have been dead or been arrested. But everybody is scared of him because he is insane. And so Brielle is outside of the studio when they're walking out to leave and she introduces herself to Kamara as his sister. But the way she's like looking at Kamara and the vibe she gives off is anything but sister. So it's like you giving yourself away, but you know, he, Tony clarifies like, yeah, this is my stepsister, whatever, whatever. And Kamara brings up to Tony that although they are not in a relationship, they are doing relationship things, you know, like going out to eat, her staying over his house. It's just very relationship status, but no status. And he again reminds her like, you know, I am not boyfriend material. I don't want that. I'm not here for that. We just kicking it. So Tony goes with Raheem and Eden to a club that Prince is in. Tony goes in by himself, but he knocks Prince out for Kamara, which is pretty sweet. I wouldn't mind. You know, like, I know some people are like, ew, violence, but no, I wouldn't mind. A nigga busting my uh, nose. I need you to go bust his whole face, bust his legs, do something, defend my honor. And so Kamara meets up with Shanice, you know, they're having something to eat. And Shanice tells her about Eden's show later that night and they make plans to go. And so when they get there, Kamara goes to the restroom, but it's locked and you can hear moaning. So she stands to the side, you know, waiting for them to come out. And it's Tony with a woman. And, you know, she tries to walk past and don't even say anything. But, of course, he has to say something to her. And she gives him an ultimatum. Either they're going to be together in a relationship or nothing at all. Like, everything cuts off. And, you know, he got to be a quote-unquote man. And he chooses the latter. So, they're done for now. Uh, 
Joy is riding around with Tony, I guess, feeling happy now that she's back in his ride, even though he basically threw you to the side. Because when Kamara punched her earlier after she called her a hoe, like, Tony just walked away from her and just left her out there by herself. And he don't treat you nice from the get-go, but because he called you and you're riding passenger seat again, you somehow feel vindicated that you're always the person that he calls. Like, girl, that's not a good thing. That just means you're desperate and willing to take anything that he gives you. And that was a couple weeks ago. So it's like, he hasn't talked to you in a couple weeks, but because he still calls you, that feels good to you. Joy, I want better for you, sweetheart. And he goes to the swap meet where he buys Kamara two bracelets and a necklace. And Joy first is thinking it's for his sister, but of course it's not. And this man even has Joy give him $8 so he doesn't have to break 100 to pay for the stuff. And she's upset about him buying the jewelry and flowers, but she still gives him the money. And she's not too upset. She still has sex with him when they go back to his place. And she really believes all he need is time to see that she is the one for him. It's like time to see what? That I can basically do whatever I want and you still going to be there? That doesn't make you the woman for him. That makes you stupid. I don't believe this. And then also she believes she's the one for him because she is pregnant for not the first, not the second, not even the third, but the fourth time for Tony. But she has had an abortion every single time. So now that she's pregnant for the fourth time, that's supposed to mean something because he keeps getting her pregnant. Ever been listening to your favorite podcast and think, hey, I want to start my own? Then you need Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, everyone's favorite word, free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So Tony is making a drop off to one of his customers and the customer is having a party and he makes a connection with a radio host to get Eden's song played. He looks excited, and the first person he wants to tell is Kamara. So he pulls up to her house, and they have sex, but once again have a falling out about being in a relationship, or at least dating exclusively. And sidebar, I have to say, if you hear any noise in the background, that is a television. Someone is playing a game. And they have to have the TV on a thousand for no reason at all. So if you do hear that, I apologize. So Kamara is going to an African-American women's expose to sell some of her products. When she gets to her table to set up, 
there's a huge arrangement of white and red roses waiting for her. And they're from Tony. And when she gets ready to leave, he is waiting at the bar for her. And he gives her the jewelry that he bought for her and he puts it on her. But Kamara still makes it clear that there's nothing going on. He's already stated he didn't want a relationship. He doesn't even want to date exclusively. So there's nothing for them to talk about. Thanks for the jewelry, though. And I'm with it because it's just like if I ask you for this and you say that's not what you want. Okay, I'm not forcing the issue. Deuces. I We ain't got nothing else to talk about. So you showing up with flowers, you showing up with jewelry. And that's another thing. You don't want to date, but you you do relationship stuff. Like, what are the roses for? What is the jewelry for? You don't buy that for somebody you just want to have sex with. At least I don't think so. So, Tony calls her later to come over but she tells him to leave her alone she is now dealing with someone new and this fool shows up with a gun coming all through her room to check to see where the man is like you know where that nigga at and it's like once again why are you doing all this if you don't want a relationship and if you can't handle your emotions or you don't know what you're feeling just say that but of course he's a thug He's a man. He can't say flat out what he's feeling. So he has to act all hard. And I don't really want that. But I'm going to act a fool if I see you with somebody else. It's like, what? You sound crazy. Get away from me. Like, what? And so Shanice is with Kamara. They go out to eat. Then they go to get donuts where they see Eden's video shoot. So Kamara sees Tony and she goes over to him to try to talk to him. But now he's off her, like paying her no attention. So they love to do this back and forth thing with each other and they get into it. And she like, I think smashes a donut in his face and all this foolishness. And Tony mistakes Shanice for a video girl and is rude to her, you know, like, why ain't you over there with the mother hoes? And it's like, because I'm not a hoe and I'm not here for this video. I'm with my friend. And this is another thing. Like, Tony talks to everybody crazy. But because he's crazy, ain't nobody going to do nothing to him, which is ridiculous. Because it's like, if you just see a woman standing there, even if y'all are having a video shoot, why would you just go up to her and basically it's like, hoe, why you ain't doing what I told you to do, da 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 like what and then she meets Shanice meets Raheem and they flirt a little bit but Shanice is married and she's been married to her high school sweetheart Paul who has cancer later Tony sees Kamara coming out of the nail shop with a man and rushes over to attack the man thinking that was her new man that she was talking about and she tells him, you know, like, he's one of the nail tech's boyfriend. That's not, he was just helping me out the door. You, what is wrong with you? And she throws a rock at the back of his head and tells, tells him to leave her alone. So at the studio, Joy shows up to tell him yet again, she aborted the baby. But he does not care. And that's another thing. It's like, why do you keep getting pregnant to keep having these abortions 
And then you tell him about it. So, of course, he's not going to care if the baby ain't coming. Kamara goes to San Diego with Shanice to a carnival. So, you know, where they wear those beautiful costumes with the the headdressing. Who is Rihanna? It's that one photo of Rihanna where that woman is breathtakingly gorgeous. And plenty other Caribbean women, they look beautiful in it. But that's the one I can think of off the top of my head, of course. And when she gets back home, and I hate to say once again, but it was like once again, Bobby attacks her, you know, trying to hold her down and basically force herself on this girl. But this time, Kamara gets free and punches her in the face. She locks her door, but is awakened by her mama accusing her of sneaking men in the house because that's what Bobby told her. And you, we already know that she doesn't have a good relationship with her mom and basically believes whatever the girlfriend tells her. So because the girlfriend couldn't do what she wanted to Kamara, she then tells the mom that she knows for a fact that Kamara been sneaking boys in the house. And she tells her that's not true. And she tells her mom about Bobby filling up on her. And her mom hits her. And you can tell that her mom is jealous of her. Because instead of believing her or even turning to question the girlfriend. She just tells Kamara that she's not that pretty. And not everybody wants her. And nobody cares about the one little dimple in her face. And it's like what does you're showing your jealousy of your own child. And it's sick. Why are you bringing up her being pretty about her dimples, you know, about her looks at all? If I tell you that your girlfriend is touching me and I don't want her touching me, what does my looks have to do with anything? Because I'm pretty sure if Kamara wasn't described as being the prettiest girl ever, because that's really how she is described. You know, she's delicate. She's pretty. She's small. She got the right kind of features. She has pretty long hair. Even if she didn't look like that and looked ugly. If I tell you this, like, why why wouldn't you believe me? Is what I don't get. Is basically what I'm trying to say. Her looks have nothing to do with it. It's a simple fact. I told you this and you don't believe me. Also, she makes Kamara take a pregnancy test and tells her if it's positive, she has to get out. So, Kamara confidently takes it she's like you know i'm not pregnant so ain't no problem but she's waking up again by her mom telling her to get out and she's like you know what is the problem now she said i told you if you were pregnant you had to get out so you know that's how she discovers herself that she's pregnant and she has tony meet her at the hotel that she's now staying in to tell him that she is pregnant and he says by who because he still thinks she has this imaginary new man so it's like, okay, if you pregnant, that has nothing to do with me. Go tell that nigga. And Tony is with his friends and they go to Club Dose. Remember, that's the club that Kamara works at. The owner gives them the back room for free. And when the curtain and the glass, I think, it, no, it's just the curtain because the glass doesn't go up because they stay behind the glass. So, excuse me, when the curtain goes up, they see that it's Kamara. Tony bangs on the window to get her to stop, but she just keeps going. So Tony pulls out his gun and they try to push the button to close 
the window, but it's not working because, you know, after it's open, it's open until the show is over. And somebody rushes out to get the owner because Tony basically threatened to shoot the whole room up if they don't get this door closed right now. Um, And so when the owner comes in and asks him what's the problem, you know, Tony's like, that's my woman back there. Open it up so I can get back there. So, of course, Kamara's thinking she's safe from him because he can't come back there. But the owner opens up the door, let him in. He rushes to Kamara. And they argue a little bit, but then they end up having sex. Because she's like, you know, why would you want to have anything to do with somebody who you call in a hole and you said this ain't your baby? And he's like, man, I know that's my baby. Chill out. And he calls Brielle because after they argue, it's over. He calls Brielle to pick him up and take him home. She is pushing up on him, so he lets her give him head. And But he still has Kamara on him. <laughs> and he says, you know, does it taste good? Do you like it? That's because my girl was just on me. You know, just saying some really rude stuff. And he said, don't be bragging. <laughs> don't be out here bragging about how you ate my girl's pussy. And I died <laughs> so sorry because there's nothing about it it makes me think about poetic justice and if you've seen the movie you know what i'm talking about so tony moves her out of the hotel that she's staying in and in with him and he officially asks kamara to be his girlfriend raheem is having sex with a woman named phoebe a girl he's been messing with since he moved to l.a but Raheem is actually married to Amara, who is in Las Vegas, with their daughter. Also, he is still flirting with Shanice, so he's trying to have himself a little ham. So while out at the club one night, Amara calls and Shanice sees it. And, you know, like, is that somebody you need to answer? And he says, no, that's just his baby sister. So they kiss. Kamara has a random run-in with Isis, who, for some strange reason, is still trying to be her friend. And Prince doesn't want anything to do with Isis or the baby. And I'm like, girl, how did you not know that when he was in a whole relationship with your best friend and y'all were creeping around? She tells Kamara that Tony is not any good for her, which Kamara blows off because it's like, you don't know... You don't know anything about him. You just know what you've heard from the neighborhood. So, and you slept with my man. Why would I take any advice from you, girl? Kamara meets someone named Ruby inside of a Jamba Juice. And Ruby is Mark Vega's assistant, and who is a music manager. And Kamara passes along one of Tony's business cards. You know, like, can you give this to your boss for me? You know, basically promoting her man. So Ruby is being overworked and underpaid. And she is also underappreciated by her boss. Because, you know, he, she's not really doing any assistant work. She's really just doing all his errands that he doesn't feel like doing. She's not doing anything that has to do with music, actually. So getting him coffee, detailing his car, like picking up his laundry, all that type of stuff. While she is also paying all the bills in her house, 
with her boyfriend Armand, who is not working but is an aspiring model, which I do not understand for any person who claims to have a dream or a hustle like acrimony while you are still passionately working on this one thing the bills don't stop so you can't get a full-time job and work on this at the same time because you're not if you don't have a job you're not one putting in a hundred percent into this thing that you're so passionate about because you have no money to pay for it to put into it that makes no sense so yeah you can go take pictures because you know if you had a full-time job you could pay to get some headshots done and you could pay to promote yourself and get yourself out there. But you know, that's just an idea. So Tony is introduced to a female rapper named Holly Styles by Eden, who he is having sex with. And Tony is impressed and tell her he will send over a contract for her to sign. And she tries to flirt with Tony, but he shirts shuts her down immediately and she claims to just be joking and that she is dating Eden and Eden you know he thinks it's just sex but Holly is also quote-unquote crazy because he and Tony uh not Tony sorry Eden doesn't correct her because he realized how crazy she is so he while it is not a relationship for him he lets her state that it is a relationship and he doesn't correct her which makes no sense because with people like that you want to get that established in the very beginning like no this is just sex i told you this was just sex he meets ruby when she's dropping off tickets to a showcase for tony eden and three guests and he's feeling ruby but he has to worry about holly because she feels like that they're in a relationship and he hasn't nipped that in the bud and corrected her so he can't mess with anybody else because she'll pop up and act a fool. Shanice invites Kamara over to have dinner with her and Paul. And Paul is very rude, accusing Kamara of keeping Shanice out all night, knowing that she is a married woman. And Kamara's like, sis is grown. I can't make her do nothing she don't want to do. So why you coming for me? You need to be talking to your wife. And she starts to say something else, but Shanice basically cuts her off, you know, trying to keep the peace. And Kamara and Tony are going out to dinner with Jilly. And the first thing that Jilly asks Kamara is, what type of pussy you got? Because her brother has never had a girlfriend or acted as if he had since before. So Kamara must have some magical vagina just to make him act right this turns into an unofficial double date because jilly for some strange reason invites vernon but before he can even sit down tony starts beating him up again because it's like every time i see this dude i'm gonna fight him you know i don't like him so i don't understand why you would invite him but jilly is trying to make Vernon get a backbone because Tony tells him not to even sit down. So he's just standing there and Jilly tells him, you know, don't be scared, sit down. But he won't move. And then he tells him, you know, come on, man, I've been dating your sister for however long. You know I love her. You know we in a relationship. 
But Tony beats him up once again. And for some reason, Jilly is upset about this. And it's like I said earlier. Yeah, you want your boyfriend to get a backbone. But if you already know your brother doesn't like him and he's made it clear. And he has beat this man up multiple times. Either Vernon is going to get a backbone or just keep them away from each other. Because even if Vernon did learn how to fight and defend himself with the type of person that Tony is described as, it's going to be a fight every single time. So just to avoid that drama, just keep him away from your brother. Because at some point, that is going to get tired. You want to see your man get beat up every single time? Eden sees Ruby and catches, like, stops her to talk. And Holly sees this and approaches them. And it's like getting loud with Ruby's like, who is this bitch? You know, why you all up on my man? And Eden has to check her like, that's business that you potentially messing up. And she apologizes, says, I'm sorry, you know, um, I just don't like seeing anybody talk to my man. And it's like, what? And later he is, but that's his fault though, before I even get onto that. Because it's like, once again, you have not made it clear that y'all are not in a relationship. So you let her keep talking that relationship talk and don't cut her off and say, you know, we not in a relationship. You just go along with it. So that's your fault. So later at his house, he is having sex with someone else. And Holly comes in acting a fool, like busting down the door. She beat him up and then she takes a pocket knife and like slices the girl up. So she is arrested for assault. So before she can even really become an artist for Tony, she's taken away to jail. And Shanice has sex with Raheem. Then she immediately feels guilty, which of course she would. It's like, you not only cheated on your husband, you cheated on your sick husband. So she feels terrible about that. But she has this chemistry with Raheem. And she doesn't know that Raheem is married as well. She's just thinking this is a guy that she's feeling. So Tony is at the studio shutting down for the night when Riel shows up. And she's sitting there trying to question him about Kamara and then begs him to give her a chance. She's like, you know, you never really gave us a chance, but you doing all this stuff for this girl. She ain't that special. She's just like the rest of us. So why would you choose her over us? And he refuses, you know, telling her he's with Kamara. I don't want to see you. We not like that. I don't even know why you talking to me about this. And Kamara tries one more time, well, you know, have sex with me one more time. And when he refuses, she screams, well, I know for sure no bitch can fuck you like I can. And Kamara is standing in the doorway looking mortified. And that's where this first book ends. And I just, like, it's so much drama. I am never one of those people that, like, every time you turn around, something new is going on. I like a relaxed, plain, boring life. Like, we can go have fun together, but all this drama, I'm not with the drama. I'm with a good time, but no drama. Occasional, I take that back, occasional drama, but like I said, every day you turned around, it was something else going on. So anyway, so this is day one completed of a 31-day challenge. Come back for day two, which is also part two, 
of. She gave her all to the hood's finest. Have a beautiful day, week, whenever you're hearing this. Peace and blessings, people.